Hello and welcome to this Head Talks podcast. Psychotherapist Susie Orbach has long studied our relationships with food and eating. Life is full of challenges, she says. The question is how to make them interesting. Susie is concerned about how parents' preoccupations with bodies, food and fitness are transmitted to their children, sometimes using food as a substitute for genuine emotion. We have to work out both our desire to belong, she says, and our desire to stand out. I can't think of anybody I know who hasn't had challenging times in their lives. I I think I found teenage life really difficult when I was a youngster without even having the words for it. I mean, I remember workmen used to say, cheer up, love, it'll never happen. I used to think, but it is happening. But there were no words for it, whatever it was. Um, But I suppose I think about life as being full of challenges and the question is how to make them interesting and how to in, how to really engage with one's own emotional responses so one of the things I absolutely hate about um, modern life is being told when I go into a shop to have a great day because uh, I think I just want to have the day that I'm having and I don't want to have an extraordinary experience that's ersatz and not real And I think that adds to a feeling of we're all supposed to be having a great time all the time. And for me, good times come from knowing when you're sad and knowing when you're feeling bleak or confused or conflicted and being able to accept those feelings because out of that, which is not synthetic, come feelings of reasonable well-being or imagination or the capacity to change things trying to understand why kids are distressed or not doing their work or we used to have circle time in school right I think that still goes on and where kids could talk about feelings or ideas in that some schools were doing philosophy for little children which again is a way of getting into children understanding their own minds and their own longings and their own the things that feel wrong and don't feel quite right to them and it's talking about those things with others that breaks isolation and gives you solutions you can't think of just yourself. We know that so much of of technology now, particularly the games for youngsters, are there to stimulate them and, and to create dopamine hits so that they get absolutely addicted to them and can't pull themselves away from them. That's at one level. The other level is how many hits do you get when you put a picture up? What, what are you looking for there? What is, what, is, what is the need to display oneself in that way? And then what happens when you don't get the responses and the likes that you require? And what's the body that you're creating or what's the life you're um, curating, if you like, for social media, as opposed to the life that you might be living, which might be, have many more abject or lonely features in it. And that, is a, that disparity is really troubling, because on the one hand, social media allows you to make a connection. On the other hand, it can leave you very, very alone. Parents themselves are preoccupied with bodies, they're preoccupied with food, they're preoccupied with exercise and with fitness. So it's not surprising then that children pick that up and that we find six-year-olds caught up in cosmetic surgery apps preparing them to reject their bodies and change them. And it's by the time they get to be older, 
they're restricting their food or they're thinking they ought to um, restrict it or whatever. So what do I say? I say the parents need to try and work on their, themselves to have a much more relaxed and ordinary relationship to bodies. I mean, not talking about food and size all the time and fitness, but just make sure there's good food around and that they're moving their bodies and that they're not translating other problems into food and size problems. You know, instead of telling children there are good foods and bad foods, just to only ever have good foods in your house. Just only ever, never reward children with food. Reward them with the pleasure of what, what they're doing or, or don't try to cheer them up with food. I, I mean, you need to separate out food from emotional digestion of other things. So if a child's unhappy or sad or disappointed because something's gone wrong or they're having um, trouble with a friend or they lost a race that they thought they were, or they can't understand how to do their maths homework, allowing them to have that upset and work through it is much more important than saying, oh, let's have a chocolate. I mean, I know I'm being crude here, but I'm trying to describe a set of things that happen when kids are normally distressed about certain things. We don't often let children have their distress. You know, we even, when we drop them off at nursery, we say, well, don't, don't cry. Well, let them, sometimes it's sad to say goodbye. And if you say that, the kid can feel, oh, that's perfectly legitimate. And they can go off and run on, happily and then it isn't it doesn't create a kind of gap between what you feel and what it, you're allowed to feel which you then have to split off and solve by other problems which is what I think you're talking about when you say anorexia is, is a mental health problem. When I started to practice as a therapist I mean I'm a generalist so I see all sorts of problems but People, there might be a group of people who'd come in with an eating problem. Now everybody seems to have some kind of eating body problem. And they just accept it as though they have to suffer it. We now feel that our bodies are something we have to produce. It's not just a group of people being self-critical about their bodies, but it's as though we have to create a body that is acceptable. Uh, that we can take into the world or into social media. And that body might be different in relation to social media than the body that we actually have. We're somehow supposed to perfect this thing as opposed to live from it. So I think the real difference is that we've gone from having bodies that we live from to bodies that are our form of production. You know, we don't make goods anymore, do we? We're not, you, you, we actually make bodies. And that's even more so with this notion that we can surgically change them, we can AI enhance them, we can live forever, we, we don't ever expect them to be ill. I mean, all those kinds of ideas about the supremacy of the perfectibility of the body, and I think it's very damaging. We now have an awareness that fast fashion is really absolutely terrible. Environmentally, it's terrible, and because of what it does to pollution, you know, the amount of water you need to produce it as opposed to water for the people. And the fact that we've really got people working in sweatshops, not just in Bangladesh and Vietnam and where we think about, but actually in Britain and in Sicily, preparing for all the, not just fast fashion, but for the fancy fashion houses. And it is 
the, it, the richest man in Europe is in fashion business. Let's not miss that, just as the richest woman is in the cosmetic industry. So we're talking about industries that actually infuse our um, culture without taking responsibility for what they're doing. Uh, you know, they, they sell far more clothes for women of size 14, 16, 18 than they do for size six, eight, and 10, but they only promote those sizes. So that means that people feel rubbish about being the wrong size, right? And that gets into a whole other thing. We haven't understood something very basic, which is we all want to belong, but we also all want to stand out. And we haven't given kids the tools to feel it's okay to be different. We, we're, we're, we're continually trying to, to say we're not diverse, when we, we are as diverse as can, every single one of us is diverse, and we need a different kind of uh, cultural mood music to, to, to play to people's strengths. Thanks for listening to this Head Talks podcast. We hope you found it helpful and interesting. You can find many more talks on our website at headtalks.com or listen to our podcasts on all the usual channels.